In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today, proclaiming the Word of God. First of all, to hear God's voice. Well, I hear it in the Scriptures. My sheep know my voice, Jesus says, and they follow me. Do you hear God's voice? I remember when I was drowning, I heard the audible voice of God. Do not be, the word isn't coming to me. Afraid. No, not afraid, but we'll say do not be afraid. But it was, uh, do not panic. Do not panic. I heard God's audible voice. And then a person came up to me, a lifeguard, and saved my life. But the scripture is the place where we usually hear God's voice. Do you know that today? Do you open the Bible today? Do you know that he's got something to tell you today? And when he tells you something, You've got to do it. Catherine Kuhlman always said that she thought that God went to men before he went to her, and they wouldn't do what he wanted them to do. So finally she said he came to me, and I said yes. Now whether that's true or not, that's what Catherine Kuhlman believed. Our Lady Mary, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, when she says, let it be done unto me according to your word. She wanted what God wanted. The voice of God was, you shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and this kingdom will have no end. And what did Mary say? Let it be done unto me according to your word. The Word of God, are we doing what God is telling us to do? In Psalm 95, it says, Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger they shall not enter into my rest. Forty years God spoke to Israel in the desert, and most people did not listen. So today I'm looking at the 14th chapter of Luke, verse 12. Jesus said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. I said yesterday 
that around my table at Holy Rosary were the broken people, including myself, the poor, not, not monetarily, but spiritually, the broken, the needy, the poor. That's the way it is. At my ordination, I had the poor, the broken, the needy. They came to our reception, and I never got an inv invitation back. And that's what it was supposed to be. So when you have a reception, just invite those who would not be invited by many people. They were all there at my ordination reception. And I was glad because they would not be able to repay me back. Verse 15. One of the dinner guests on hearing this said to Jesus, Blessed is anyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, Someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent slaves to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of land. I must go out and see it. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I'm going to try them out. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have just been married, and therefore I cannot come. So the slave returned and reported this to his master. When the Lord tells you to do something, do it. In faith. In faith. He told me to start radio. I did it in faith. I thought I'd be on for three months. I did it in faith by the grace of God and was still on by God's grace 44 years later. This is so important that we do what God says. Let me continue. So the slave returned and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and said to the slave, Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you have ordered has already been done, and there is still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads, into the lanes, and compel people to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. Jesus is telling us we need to hang around with the people that are poor in spirit. We need to be with the people that are poor in spirit. Not the rich and the famous and the beautiful. Oh yes, I love the beautiful people too. But those are not the ones that God sends to me to minister to. They are not the ones, the beautiful people, that the world considers beautiful. But they are beautiful in the sight of God. They are beautiful in the sight of God.
verse 25, Luke 14. Now large crowds were traveling with him. Why? They want to be healed. They want to hear what he's got to say. And he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. He's not telling us to hate. He's telling us to love God in such a way that when we love others, it will seem like hate because it's not as forceful, not as obedient. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. I tell you the cross is who you are. Carry yourself in faith. Do not be like the Israelites. Forty years I endured that generation. For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete the tower? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. I'm going to tell you, I want to finish the race called faith. I want to hear the words from the Lord's mouth, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm telling you, I want to finish the race. I'm going to tell you, to begin the race is so wonderful, so easy, because of the glorious presence of God. And then, to end the race is very difficult. I remember the things that I used to do in the first years of my following Jesus, I used to pick up people and preach the gospel to them. Now I do it on the radio, that it's the blood that makes atonement for our sins, the blood of Jesus. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation, it's not able to finish. All who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to wage war against another king will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, if he cannot then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks of the terms of peace. So therefore none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up your possessions. What about your old possessions? Do you give them to the poor? Do you give them to the homeless? I'm not talking about your new possessions, but even those, when we consider them to be so important God wants us to what? Give them away. Because nothing is important but the call of God. Nothing is important but the Lord Jesus Christ. Salt is good, and you know you are the salt of the earth. You know what salt does? It makes steak taste more 
like steak. It brings out the flavor. Popcorn without salt is awful. Add salt to it, and it adds flavor to the popcorn. You are the salt of the earth, adding flavor to the people that you talk with, adding flavor to the people who don't know Jesus, adding flavor to the people who do know Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. They throw it away and let everyone who has ears listen. Don't let your salt disappear. Be, f be beloved of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look to him first. Call on him totally, that you give your life to him, that you surrender to him. Do not be afraid. What if you haven't been listening? It's time to listen now. You see, this is what it's all about. I'm not into condemnation. I'm into saying what the Lord says. What if you've not been doing what the Lord says? Begin now. Start now. And you say, but I can't. Then ask the Lord to help you. Just simple as that. I want to do what the Lord tells me to do. I want to do what the Lord tells me to do. And I have to hear that in my heart from the scripture. He wants me to be the salt of the earth. He wants you to be the light of the world. And the light of the world doesn't need to try to shine. It shines by its very nature. Chapter 15 of Luke. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. Isn't that amazing? Tax collectors and sinners. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which of you, by having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? <laughs> I'm that sheep that he found. And still keeps. <laughs> you are that sheep that he founds. And he still keeps you. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. I just so tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Let me tell you. There is nobody that has no need of repentance. They only think they have no need of repentance. People will say to me, But Father Tom, I do not sin. So I say to them, Then you make God a liar. Of course we sin. We sin. Maybe we don't intend to sin, but we sin. Let's continue. Verse 8. What woman having ten silver coins... If she loses one of them, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully 
until she finds it. Jesus is speaking to tax collectors and sinners. He wants to reel them in to be part of the kingdom of God. It takes repentance to be part of the kingdom of God. And she searches carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Who is the coin? The tax collectors and sinners. Who is the coin? I'm the coin that was lost and now am found. You are the coin that was lost and now are found. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus said, Woe to you, Capernaum! If the miracles was done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented. I'm going to call a curse upon you, Capernaum, because you saw miracles, but you never repented. You never repented. You see, it's all about repentance. It's all about turning away from what we have to turning toward God 180 degrees. That's what it's all about. It's all about repentance. We need to repent. I just got a call from somebody. The person wants to go to confession. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I made an appointment with the person. There was a man who had two sons. Verse 11. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them, between the younger son and the elder son. A few days later, the son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. Remember, Jesus is speaking to tax collectors and sinners. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. Wine, women, song. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. I tell you, when we feel that we are in need, we return to the Lord. We return to the Lord. That the need that hurts causes me to give my life back to Jesus. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. Now pigs were unclean animals. And I don't know if you've ever smelled a pigsty. There used to be one on Route 1. And oh, when we drove by it, we closed the windows because it was ugly. It was awful. The stench was terrible. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods 
that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he came to his senses. He said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. Who is he speaking to? Tax collectors and sinners. He wants them in his net. He wants them in the kingdom. So he set off and went his so he set off and went his treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him. The father was looking for the son, the son that left him, the son that deserted him, the son that spent all his money on wine, women, and song. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I no longer am worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quick! Bring out a robe, the best one, put it on him, put a ring on his finger, and sandals on his feet, sandals that he could walk away again, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, and now he was found. He's talking to sinners and tax collectors. He's talking to me and to you. He's talking about repentance. He's talking about turning away from our sin and turning to Jesus Christ. He's talking about wanting to hear the word of God and do it. And if you haven't done it, you can do it now. It's never too late. It's never too late. God doesn't torment us. That's the devil who torments. God doesn't torment us. That's the devil who torments. So, where are you? Are you carrying your cross every day? You are the cross you have to carry. And where are you bringing the cross? To Jesus, to the Lord, to the King, to the victor, to Jesus. You are carrying your cross. I know my cross is me. Sometimes it's hard to carry me because it's so heavy. But the Lord tells me to pick up the cross, pick up myself, and turn to Jesus, and everything will be all right. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Immediately she did what she heard God saying through the angel. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I do not want to be what the Lord says, 40 years I endured him. No, I want to be the person that he says, oh, he's broken, but he did the best he could. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.